0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. Tonight's episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete is brought to you by Gotham Sports Network, a new great place for New York sports blog and opinion. The guys are doing everything there. All New York sports and pop culture. Some great entries every day. So go check it out. Go to GothamSN.com. That's GothamSN.com and go see what these guys have going on. Gotham Sports Network, all New York all the time. All right, time for ready to unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Go
1: ahead,
0: challenge him. Challenge him. Come on, Frank's and Beans.
1: Scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla. Don't waste my time. I strenuously object. Is that how it works? Hey, Willie! Out! Willie! Out! Out. Give my creation fire!
0: to unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast, episode number two hundred and fifty-three. Hi there. It is Thursday night it is December the third, it is two thousand and fifteen. It is ten PM Eastern Standard Time. And it's time for ready to unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Hi, how you doing? I am Sam Pete. Welcome to the show. We have a ton to talk about tonight. I'm gonna be solo for a little while. Both guys are locking up, locking down the night uh, with uh, children and homework and all those kind of things. So I will carry us solo for a few minutes. And then we're going to talk about the Jets playing the Giants in a pivotal game for both teams. Very important. It's a huge game. Jets, Giants, huge game. And the Islanders just played the Rangers last night, first time this season, and got a big two points in a very tightly contested game. So, we're going to talk about that. And also, the Nets play the Knicks on Friday night. It's rivalry week here in New York City, in case you didn't know. We're probably not going to talk about that. We will talk about the baseball offseason, which is suddenly in full swing and going very quickly. And Cal and I have been working on this theory, this windows of opportunity theory about our teams um, that we've both been contemplating independently, separately, without knowing it. Our uh, separate ways. So it is Thursday night. It is 10 p.m. It is time for Radio to Unload with Cal and St. Pete. Hi. I am uh, Steve San Pietro, one of your aforementioned hosts. I am live from Newtown, Pennsylvania. I'm usually joined by uh, Brian Cal- Calvi and PJ Cachopo, but they are both uh, being detained, not forcibly, although uh, their children might be forcibly detaining them to help them with their homework. Um, and uh this is I can officially say probably our last weeknight show during the school year for quite some time. Uh because as those two people have older children, I have younger children and am not embroiled in the homework scenarios that they find themselves embroiled in. Um, you know, it's it's gotten to the point where it's very difficult for them to break free on a uh, a weeknight. Um I think PJ can't even get a computer. Uh, to even do the show, I think his youngest is uh, on the computer. Anyway, uh, that's fine. I'll carry us for a bit. Um, There is certainly a ton to talk about in the world of sports, uh, especially here in New York. There's a ton to talk about otherwise. We're going to talk about all of it. Uh, So uh, pour a cup of coffee. I have one. I made a pot of coffee. I didn't make a pot of coffee. I made a cup of coffee. Nice. Um, Because the idea of having a cup of coffee at 10 p.m. uh, is not foreign to me. In fact, it's the usual, Uh, and if you have never listened to this show before, you'll know, or you would know, (laughs) that um, one of the things uh, my grandmother, my Italian grandmother used to say, she'd make a pot of coffee at 9, 10 o'clock at night, she'd have a piece of cake, and she would say, I'm going to make a pot of coffee nice,
1: and make it nice, and have
0: a little cake nice. So, I've been drinking coffee at uh, 10 p.m. most of my adult life. Um, And so, anyway, I have a huge cup of coffee and a lot of sports to talk. Um, So, welcome to the podcast. This is episode number 253, uh, which is a lot, I feel like. And um, unbeknownst to Cal, but announced to me, um, because he never remembers these things, our six-year anniversary is fast approaching. I believe the first show we ever did was December the 9th, 2009. Um, That was the first time we ever attempted this, uh, this podcast, uh, some 253 shows and six years ago. So um, we've been doing this for a while, Uh, but there's a ton to talk about. There's always a ton to talk about um, in the world of New York sports and otherwise, especially this week, especially with the Jets playing the Giants. Uh, Again, huge Jet-Giant game. Um, They met four years ago. It changed the course of... Both franchises, the directions of both franchises at the time, it really was that pivotal of a game. Uh, and for the Jets, you can point directly to it as the beginning of the end for Rex Ryan. Uh, in Rex Ryan's regime, they were coming off two back-to-back. Well, that would be two back-to-back AFC Championship games. Um, they were rolling. I think they were eight and five at the time, or eight and six. No, they were eight and five, um, and uh, and and lost to the Giants in what was a Jet home game, the infamous Victor Cruz 99-yard touchdown. But that was in the second quarter, and for some reason the Jets and Brian Schottenheimer had Mark Sanchez drop back 60 times in that game. And the Jets uh, would go on to lose the next three games, miss the playoffs, completely implode the beginning of the end. Um, and, of course, the Giants used that 99-yard touchdown to go all in and win another Super Bowl. So they meet again, uh, and again, a critical game for both teams. We're going to talk about that. Um, and then uh, the Islanders played the Rangers last night, first time in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. The rivalry renewed, et cetera, et cetera. It did not seem to me like a – obviously like an Islander-Ranger game. It was weird. It was strange. It was back to being 50-50 last year, the Islander fans – had sort of taken back the Coliseum. It was 70-30 when I was there in January for an Islander-Ranger game. Not last night. 50-50 at best. Every time Zuccarello touched the puck, they chanted zook more loudly than I had heard uh, in past times at the Coliseum. Uh, but the Islanders managed to get two points out of that. Spoiler alert. Um, out of the shootout. Tightly contested game. Very tight game. We'll talk to uh, – and Cal and I will talk about that a little bit. And then um, Windows. This, this whole – the Mets – uh, David Price signing for $217 million uh, for seven years with the Boston Red Sox. Zach Greinke is about to get $200 million perhaps from the Dodgers. Windows of opportunity for these teams. Talking about the Metropolitans. The window is open, and it's going to be closing shortly. The Jets, their window. The Giant game four years ago ended their window. It slammed the fingers. slam their metaphorical fingers in the window of opportunity to win. So um, Cal's been working on this theory for a while. He just doesn't know it. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and uh, and I I fully support his theory, and uh, he doesn't know that either. Let's bring him in because there's a lot he doesn't know, I feel like. And he is here, I believe. I believe he's here. There he is. The yin to my yang, the salt to my pepper. The homework master. He is Common Core Cal or triple C as I like oh. Hi Bri.
1: Hi, Steve. Hi. How's it
0: going? I'm good, brother. Good? I uh I, I think I, I think we just coined a new a new nickname for you. Common to the core. Common to <laughs> cow to the core? <laughs> do you dress up like Common when you do. do the home? You do. You don't, of course you I do. You don't go blackface. We, we've talked about that. <laughs> never. never. <a> good <laughs> idea. never blackface it never remains <laughs> never a good idea. There's one what you thing. Dress up is, you, <laughs> <laughs> you can do a whole lot of things. There's one thing, though. It's never a good idea. Never a good idea. Do you put, like, the scars on your face and everything, and you do, like, well, I'm not thinking of... Uh, You're thinking not of Common. <laughs> no. I am, though. I'm not talking no. about the big scars. I'm not talking about the... No. The uh, uh, kiss by a Rose uh, scars. That's Seal. Right. I'm not That's talking seal. about Seal scars. But Common has bad skin, doesn't he? Like on his cheekbones? I don't think so. I think he's got a very good complexion. You're thinking of I, um, maybe, maybe 50 Cent? maybe 50 cents. Curtis Jackson? 50, maybe? 50 or maybe 50, uh, 50 cents on the dollar? Yes. 50 cents? Maybe you're thinking of Nelly? Nelly used to wear no, bandages on his face. Maybe. Um anyway, you dress up as common uh who will be the uh the the Oz Palace bouncer in the upcoming live Oz tomorrow night. That No, that was tonight. The Wiz. Oh, it was tonight. Oh, the Wiz. What am I saying? Boy, I am I've That's carried, why I'm no, it was on the No, it's on the 4th. Watching The it's Wiz the, tonight. It's on the 4th. It's on tonight. What was I watching it was, then? It was December 4th. You were watching The Making Of. Was I? I believe Behind you were. Behind the music? I believe you were watching The Making Of. Behind the music of The Wiz. Oh, maybe I was. Maybe. No, it was tonight. Son of a... I thought so. I could have sworn, okay. the f- sworn that it was the fourth. Live, it was live. How was it? That's why you were late to I the show. F- it wasn't homework. No, that's no, that's not really why I was. <laughs> you, you got to wrapped up watching. in the whiz. The whiz live. I wasn't watching it. No,
1: i it, sure it was on great. down
0: the road. Is the question, that everybody wants to know. <laughs> uh, it wasn't homework there. either. It just was a bad night. I got, but you. that's I'm okay because I'm, I'm here. here. I'm here now. You were only like to go. Two, two minutes late. Let's go. Yeah, I heard about. I was on it like 10.02, and I just listened to your. That was great. You nailed <laughs> my big open. I never get to. I never get to critique you on it because I'm always here with you. But it was great. Do we need to use the word critique? Critique. Yeah. Yeah. Critique. I mean, do we have to? Are we? Why are we critiquing it? Should I evaluate it. Yeah. Would I would you, prefer would you evaluation. Like a Would you like a preferred valuation? I would like one of on those she- air right now. <laughs> I would like one of those sheets like you get from your from your manager. Yeah, yeah. I've I've read yourself appraisal. <laughs> Let's just say you're confident. I was strong. I felt I was strong. Hmm. A lot of exceeds expectations. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> interesting. Well, let's uh, ease on down the road to uh, a little sports talk. Is everything. Why don't we? So you dress I up as a common. common. I and, put scars on as, just... I scar myself, actually. I just... <laughs> you put scars on, on your face so that has nothing to do with common. No. It has nothing to do. So with you're common. doing like a <laughs> common seal amalgamation. What I do is i the scars represent the scars that my kids have from the work that they're going <laughs> through so right they' empathi- the, empathetic scars right the right. the lifetime scars that will never be healed ever can never be healed. from having from having to do math in this dopey manner can never be healed now. How is your week buddy? How is your thanksgiving? It's been two for crying out it's, loud two weeks it's been yeah it's, it's been. been. been so yeah, great. Great. The holiday season was, was nice. I had a long time. It's been good. We're in December now. We are in December. It's crazy. We are. It, well, it is crazy. How, how was yours? How was uh, yours? It was great. Uh, Thanksgiving You've was fantastic. It quite a bit in the last two weeks. It was... Uh, <laughs> not really. I was a lot of driving no. now. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't mean to that you've it's been a, a rough two weeks for you it's been busy it has been very busy you're you're breaking up is there any chance you can call back always always yeah no but that that first connection never really works yeah. out properly no it doesn't all right here take take it away i'll be back okay <laughs> get those pencils out for evaluation um Cal will be back in just a second. He uh, he has to recall into the show. Uh, we have some problems with the direct connect with uh, Blog Talk Radio, but we power through them. And uh, yeah, it was a crazy two weeks. Um, you know, uh, essentially it was it was a little bit wild because um, you know it was the first time driving from Newtown uh, back to Long Island and a lot of traffic. And I've never had to like really deal with traffic like on a holiday season. But we did it. We persevered. And uh, it was fantastic. It was a lovely holiday. And um, I love Thanksgiving. So I ate like a complete gavon. And uh, and it was good. You know, I saw I, I saw a limited family it was good. We're hosting uh, Christmas. So this is this has become a big deal. We are hosting Christmas for the first time. We'll talk to Cal about this one when, when he gets back in. But um This is, uh, you know, my mother's going to be up um, uh, staying with us um, because we now actually have a place where we can host Christmas. And, of course, I have the youngest children. So uh, the menu is being worked on. My mother's going to make the Italian stuff. Teresa's going to make the American stuff. Um, And we're trying, (laughs) I'm trying very hard to keep my, uh, my wife sane about the menu. Keep telling her it's your Christmas. You don't have to. Well, I got to make a ham. You don't have to make a ham. You you could make whatever. You could make a brisket. You could do whatever you want. We, we we my my family will eat everything, and the the dirty secret is my family will not eat everything. But if there's, but as long as there's like monagoth or or like some pasta course which my mom is doing, uh, they'll be fine. No, they. It's, she's gonna make a brisket. It's gonna be lovely. Maybe a pot roast for the second, for the third course. What would be the third course? So it's going to be a Bacchanalia, <laughs> essentially. My mother's going to make the stuffed mushrooms nice with the, uh, uh we'll have those with the Andy boss. We got time to talk about the menu and PJ's not even here. So, um, but anyway, I, I do want to get to the sports and hopefully uh, Cal will be able to call back into the show. Right. Said Fred, because, um, there's This Jet Giant game is huge, and I got I to say this. I know he's listening, so I can set this up. Four years ago when they played, these these Jet Giant games have always been a huge deal for me. Like, something's always happened. I'll go back to 1993. At the time, I was at the University of Dayton. I had a weekly Sunday football show, Sunday radio show on WDCR it was hot um, and we would get up all hungover on Sunday mornings and do an NFL show uh, from the studio at WDCR. And uh, I would do it with my buddy Kev uh, McWalters, who was a, uh, who's called into the program two weeks ago to talk about the giants is a great giant fan. And I would also uh, do it with another buddy of ours, Andrew Mark, who has actually called into this show in the past about four years ago, but uh, called into this show. And, um, Welcome back, Cal. Thanks. Just mute your. uh... Yep. And um, there we go. So uh, we were doing our radio show. We did a weekly NFL show with a with a New York tint because we were all from New York. And it was a good show. It was a really good show. Good personalities. I sort of was the mad dog, and we have to get to that later. By the way. (laughs) Yeah, I was sort of the mad dog. Kev was sort of like half, you know, Francesa ish. And our buddy Andrew Mark was. Yeah, he was like Francesa-ish. He was like an Irish no, Francesa. He, I thought you said half Francesa-ish. He was like a he was like Mick Francesa. And then I our buddy Andrew. Andrew, well, that's Irish Francesa. No, I know, I know. Mick Seamus Fran, Mick Seamus <laughs> Mick uh, And our buddy Andrew Mark was like Malusis. It was like as if Malusis sat in with Mike and Dog. I mean, right. That was really the show, and just doing football and Cal. I did. Yeah. I did that show for. Oh, you're here. I'm here. <laughs> don't know. Don't feel. The reason why I had to re-ID you for the, for the listening audience. <laughs> Let everybody know I was addressing you. Um, no, but I did a lot of those shows, Bri. We probably did. I mean, we did it for three years almost every Sunday during the football season. And then we would do like a regular sports show off season. Sure. We did a lot of, we did a lot of shows as the point. And I never, I only cursed once. And it was on the Sunday. It was on the Sunday in 1993. The day the Jets were playing the Giants. And McWalters got me so riled up about the Jets. So riled up. Well, you were younger back then too, so it was it yeah. was a lot more volatile. So riled older. up about the Jets that I now I'm older with a family. So riled up about the Jets, Cal, that I we were just going back and forth, and Kevin's just sticking the needle in me, like he knows he's got me. He knows he's got yeah. me. And I got to a we're breaking down this game, and I and I just said, and if Boomer Esiason can't effing Lead this team down the field and find Johnny Mitchell. Now, he doesn't deserve to be on the football field. And it's like dead silence. <laughs> Complete dead wow. silence. Because I, I didn't say effin. Yeah. I said, I said the F dash 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 word. The queen mother of all curses on radio. Like this was on the college radio station. And we all stopped in our tracks. And we're looking <laughs> at each other. It's a radio silence, and the phone rings in the studio, and it's our, it's our managing director, like the, you know, the, the the quote unquote station manager for this for the radio station, right. The the Mark Chernoff, as it were, sure, um, of WDCR, and so, I uh, I was like, we're, we're going to go to commercial, <laughs> like I popped in like a cart, like one of the PSA carts. <laughs> Yeah. And I pick up the phone. I'm like, hello, hello. And he's like, you know what you just said, right? I'm like, yes. He goes, you have to put me on the air. I said, okay. Come back from the PSA. I'm like our station manager X, Y, Z uh, would like to say a little something. And he does the formal <laughs> apology. Hi. Uh, the opinions you know expressed by Steve San Pietro are in no way, shape, or form re- reflect those of WDCR. Um, WDCR apologizes for his conduct. He will be reprimanded. Um, you know, blah, blah blah Like it was like a, an official FCC apology. And then he goes, well, "Okay, okay, finish it up." <laughs> <laughs> we had like another, we had like another hour. I think I was like, like okay, suspended. Just... Yeah, I think I was like suspended for ten minutes. <laughs> oh man. It, It wasn't necessarily a suspension. I was like put in the penalty box. Like I got like a game (laughs) of misconduct. But that's so that's one example of what the Jet Giant rivalry does to me. Because it's weird, Brian. They only meet every four years. Right. Right. They've never met in the playoffs, obviously. They're in different conferences. They've obviously never met in the Super Bowl. So this regular season game every four years is all we have. And yet it always seems to be important, like nineteen eighty eight when the Jets knocked the Giants out of the playoffs by beating them on the last day of the season. And uh, you know, an Al Toon catches that pass from Kenny O'Brien. And then in ninety three, you know, the Jets win that game and and, and then of course in two thousand and eleven, you know, the Victor Cruz game that propels the Giants to the Super Bowl and sends the, as i said sends the jets home like literally the begin like in collision low crossers he talked about how that was the beginning of the end for rex ryan and his whole that got schottenheimer fired that was the end it's pretty crazy how it changed the fortune of two franchises like that entirely so dramatically because too one game it, and if the Giants don't win that Super Bowl, so the Giants took that game, used it as a launching point to go on this crazy run. They made the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. I think they won the division, right? Mm. Or no, no, they went on the road. No, they were home to Atlanta. They did win the division because they were home to Atlanta. Oh, right, and they won that game like 21-2. to 21-2, that's right. Another, another that's brilliant weird. game from Matty Ice in the playoffs. Now here we go. Hosting a, uh, <laughs> <There he laughs> go goes. ahead. Hosting a, um, uh, or the, weren't the Falcons like eleven and five or twelve and four? The Falcons were better, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but anyway, and the Giants just destroyed them. But um, that spurred them to the Super Bowl at nine and seven. If they don't win that Super Bowl, Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning are not year anymore there's a good chance i mean it's not i don't i think it's not even close and we're not talking about eli manning with the reverence that we talk about him and that he doesn't get the leeway that he gets and eli manning's a very very good quarterback we've been through this a million times that's not the point the point is they have missed the playoffs if they miss the playoffs it'll be five out of six years that they've missed the playoffs this is one of their worst runs since night since like 1980 Yeah, But that Super Bowl is in there and that Jet game was the launching point, right? For that year, for sure. So, before we dive into the game, and I do want to dive into the game. The last time they played, I was flying, it was Christmas Eve, if you remember. Oh, I remember. And I was flying to Austin to be with uh my in-laws for christmas and flying by this myself new, teresa this is a new version We're... of a christmas carol by the way yeah exactly <laughs> gather, around, gather around kids i'm going <laughs> to tell you about that time right every year it. the boys are going to be like dad we got to hear the story again gather around right. the fire please dad's going to tell the jet giant story how he bought a special adapter because he put, he booked himself on a flight that he knew had Wi-Fi, which was not exactly common in two thousand. Common, there he is. He was common. he was there. Sat next to common. But it wasn't it wasn't exactly him though. It was Seal, dressed as Common. Yeah. Very odd. Um, now there's so, a yeah, mashup the I, I'd like to see. Common so, and Seal. Right common and seal by the time you know the boys grow up like it will be common and seal on the plane with me that's true i'll have i'll have embellished it so much every year it's gonna right (laughs) i was sitting next private plane i was sitting next to bill parcells common seal and jim nance when it was a strange flight because Jim Nance was supposed to be doing the game that day. Right, because he was supposed to be doing the game. He had to fly to Austin, too, to see his in-laws Or well, he day. went to see your in-laws. He was going to see my in-laws, right. oddly enough. And I didn't talk to him the whole way because I don't care for him. <laughs> um, no, so I, I got uh, a plane with Wi-Fi. I had a little netbook. I didn't have an iPad then. I don't know if iPads were out, and if they were, I didn't have one. Yeah, they were um, I think It was only four years ago. When's first gen iPad? 2009? Eight, eight or nine, I think. First I gen? definitely. Maybe nine. I have a second gen, and I didn't yeah, me have too. it I I got my second gen in 11 for that Christmas, as a matter of fact. Well, was this December of 10? This was December of 11. Into twelve. Into twelve. Right. right. I guess I bought it for myself for Christmas. Anyway, I um I had my netbook, like a little netbook. Yeah. And sure. A special adapter, a special adapter for power. Right. As a power cord that cost me eighty two dollars. Had it shipped because they didn't make the adapters for the plane. I know. Like I couldn't just I didn't realize I couldn't just use a plug. So I bought this travel adapter and everything. And so um I'm and and of course I don't have the Sunday ticket. I'm trying to watch it illegally on like one of those sites. Those like European sites. Yeah. So the connection is shoddy at best. It's half in and half out, and I'm sitting on this plane watching this game. Right, and it's going in and out, and I see like, you know, this play, that play, and then second and ten from the one yard line for the Giants towards the end of the second quarter. I think there was like two and a half minutes to go, three minutes to go. I have perfect reception, perfect, gorgeous, right there, and it's second and ten from the from the one yard line. The Jets have them backed all the way up. And I think the Jets are winning at this point, or it's maybe it's 7-7 but, at that point. No, they were winning the game at that point. They were winning the game? Yeah. And um, perfect reception, uh, third and 10 now uh, at the one. I'm feeling great. And then I see uh, Victor Cruz. Uh, uh, and I see Kyle Wilson and Antonio Cromartie miss the tackle. I see him run. The, the next 80 yards down the field, um, score the touchdown, salsa dance, and it's out. Yeah. That's it. That's all the reception. You know when I get reception back? About like four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. <laughs> That's when it comes back. Missed everything in between, except the salsa dance. That I saw. You got to see that. That was perfect. Perfect reception. Perfect. It might have been. It might as well have been HD. It's perfect. Oh man. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, the plane is landing during the first, or the last four minutes. I can see this. I can see that. And then I got to turn it off, so I don't know the final score. Mm-hmm. And to turn it off with like two minutes to go, and the Jets had the ball and like a chance to do something. They did have a, Yeah. No, they had a chance to. They had a chance to get back in the game. As I remember it, and then uh, that's it. Shut down the laptop. We're landing. Sorry sir, upright position please. Shut down all electron shut them down sir. I don't care what the jets are doing sir. Shut them down. Yeah, but I, I- you're in Texas now. Nobody cares what the jets are doing. Shut it down. Okay. And I walked off the <laughs> walked off the plane. I turn on my phone. There's 975 messages. <clears throat> my BlackBerry and, uh, I go into the airport terminal, uh, Earl Campbell's barbecue joint, um, has all the games <laughs> on in Austin Airport. And I'm there long enough to see the final score that they have lost. Merry Christmas. Yeah, that and was there, a rough one that year. There, there I am in Austin waiting for my in laws to pick me up. And, uh, so so good. And Ma with her kerchief, and yep. Pa with his <laughs> hat. How it ends. So anyway, and of course I can't watch on Sunday. Well, here's the good, here's the good news. The good news is that it's not Christmas this year. Right. right. Well, Which, I mean, we, you, I mean it will be Christmas this year, but the game is not being played on Christmas Eve. Right. But we have a classic good news, bad news scenario here, my friend. Well. The good news for everybody else is that it's not Christmas Eve. The, the bad news for me is that it's my son's fifth birthday. So what you're saying is that it's a bad news, bad news situation for you. <laughs> That's correct. It would either be on Christmas Eve or his birthday. Correct. Christmas Eve, bad news, birthday, worse news. And uh, day he was born. Day he was born. Jets so, lost forty-five to three to the Patriots. Uh, yeah, right, right. That Rex Ryan had to bury that football. That, that was the buried football game. That's correct. Right. So I still Boy. have the newspaper from the from the day he was well, born. Of course, you do. Everybody <laughs> all pumped up for the for the big yeah. Monday night game. Yeah, the sports section is you know Jets pumped up big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, uh, they, I won't be able to watch Sunday. So you won't be able to watch on Sunday. You, won't, nope. you will be able to watch Sunday, but Sunday night probably. Maybe. Maybe not even. Now, here's the good news. <laughs> and we, we will talk about this game, I promise. Is there good news? The good news is I now live in Pennsylvania. So the chances of right. it getting spoiled for me are very slim. Yeah. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Well, I don't wear any of the you paraphernalia. You may want to, yeah, but I think everybody in New Hope knows that you are a Jets fan. You're the Jets fan down there. Everybody in New Hope would have no chance of knowing that, since I live in Newtown. <laughs> Again, right? But you're the Jets fan. Four, like four months. It's <laughs> every, <laughs> every show. <laughs> It's semantics. They, they you do are it. the one. They, it's really not semantics. <laughs> They're two different places. No, no. You're the one who is the Jets fan down there, right? Have we talked it's about the a... jet the jet flag that I fly outside my my door? Because I do <laughs> I mean that. Because <laughs> when you when you moved into town, you're the Jets fan. Everybody knows that's the Jets. That's the Mets fan. That's yes. the guy whose kids are Islander fans. That's right. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Once they saw uh, the Millennium Falcon, a.k.a. my Vinivan, uh, minivan, with the stickers on the back, and uh, they see my kids and you know wearing Mets, Jets, and Islanders jerseys every day. It's a small town, too, right? Newtown is a small town, yes. New Hope is Irrelevant? as well, but I don't live there. Right, but the, but they're both very small towns, so towns. they know That's who correct. you are. That word has traveled. That's correct. Yeah, so just be all I'm asking for is a little. Just be careful, because just be it, careful it, it might out not there. be. It might not be as easy as you think. Right, I've had no trouble avoiding a jet score though, so far. On Sundays where we've been doing stuff with the with the boys, and I haven't been able to watch the game, simply don't wear the paraphernalia, and I've been okay i say here's the rub here because they're playing the Giants and Eagles right. fans will have a vested interest in that game. They don't care. The Eagles fans right now are so down on their team and so down on like football. And you okay. know what's amazing? I didn't know this about Philly Cal, obviously because I've never lived here or on, I mean, we're about 35 miles from Philly, but I live in a predominantly Philadelphia sports team town, like 98%. Mm-hmm. Um they Do they do this in New York? I guess they do. I guess I just never noticed it. They talk about it everywhere. Like they mean? talk about their teams everywhere. Like you're at the wine shop and you're just, you know, you're buying a, you're getting a bottle of wine. And the one guy's yeah. there, you know, by the checkout and he's got his Phillies hat on and he goes to the cashier, time to start wearing this one because I'm not going to wear the Eagles one. Like and and the cashier they don't know each other down nowhere. Yeah, what a what a disgrace that was. Like, like this yeah. was like a, this was the uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Or I mean, it, like everybody and then like the female cashier was like they're the worst. Like everybody is all in on these teams. I it's I guess I missed it in New York maybe. It doesn't matter as much because. More There's than one team. team, right? Right. There's more. You have multiple teams up here, so it doesn't count. Everyone, male or female, everyone, supermarket anywhere. Like if I'm wearing a Mets hat to go shopping, yeah. Now, don't even talk to me about the Phillies. Like you're a 68 year old woman. Like, <laughs> and she's she's ready to talk about the Phillies. She's ready. They want to talk about. She's inviting me it. to talk about Mark Sanchez. Which, as we well know, is a topic I have been recently known to go on for quite some time for. I apologize to uh, our buddy Dan, by the way. You apologize to our buddy Dan? For Rick and I uh, going uh, straight high school. For ruining his birthday? For ruining his birthday, yeah. Oh, good. That's nice. I'm sure he didn't mind. At uh, At the Jet Game, we went to the Jet Game this last Sunday against the Dolphins. Fantastic sure time, did. great day. It was really one of one of the better days in recent memory for me. I agree, and one of the better days. It's the, probably one of the better days I've ever had at that stadium, easily the new stadium. At that at that stadium, yeah, yeah, at the new stadium. Had a couple of yeah. good games that first year with my uncle Tom and stuff, and we had some good tailgates. Um, the Charger game was the previous best one before where Sanchez threw six right. touchdowns, and uh, I think that was, I was better. Was, I was vindicated in my Sanchez love, yeah, um I think that was better, too, only because it was a bigger tailgate. That was like a 20-person tailgate. Yeah, it was a bigger group. Um, that was, there was more juice and there was more juice in the stadium, too. There was very Absolutely. little juice in that stadium on Sunday. Everybody was sort of like tryptophan, right? right, which was not a bad thing. No, it was fine. It was it was a it was a leisurely day at the at the stadium. It was weird. It was like a baseball yeah. game. It, the field was, it was like, that's a great call. It was totally right? like a baseball game. Yes, because you were sitting behind us, and we were like I was turned around talking to you for most of the game. Yeah, kind of checking out what was going on the field, and it was just and the the game wasn't in question. It was it was nice. Yeah, and it was a very. I said this a couple of times because like, people asked me about it. It wasn't an out-for-blood Jet crowd. No. Like no. most of the games I've been to recently, the, the, the crowd can't wait to turn on the Jets. Can't wait. Right. And this was not that way. I guess it's because they love Ryan Fitzpatrick. They really do. Every, everybody. Oh, my God. The love for it's, him is unbelievable. It's irrational the best irrational. quarterback the best quarterback they've had since Namath. I'm hearing this. I'm hearing this. Joe Namath. He's since number John 2. Namath. So when you when you think of Jets quarterbacks it's Joe Namath, Ryan Fitzpatrick. 11 games of Ryan Fitzpatrick. 6 6 and 5. Actually it's right. like 10 games of Ryan Fitzpatrick because he got hurt in the first quarter of the Raiders game. Right. So half of them he's been awful. Correct. Right, like as bad as any quarterback that's ever played the position for the team. Absolutely. But he threw four touchdowns. We're missing something. It's us. There's a couple things here. He is very likable to almost everybody except us. (laughs) I don't know what it is. It appears. Uh, Two, the quarterback play between the last two years of Sanchez and the first two years of Geno Smith has been so bad the last four years that anything not a quarterback throwing up all over himself is considered, you know, Brett Favre. (laughs)
1: Right.
0: I mean, it's considered Joe Montana by this fan base. And then the thing that we couldn't have possibly understood was how hated Geno Smith is. Really just how hated Geno Smith is. I think he's a Sanchez. I really do. Oh, no no doubt he surpassed Sanchez. I think it's worse than Sanchez. Because I think at least Sanche, Sanchez sort of became like a sympathetic guy at the end in some ways because Rex put him into that game against the Giants in the preseason. And, they, you know, he got hurt and he hurt his shoulder. And he was like, just like this, right. this sad, like, you know. And he took them to two AFC. Well, he didn't take them. He was the quarterback for the team for two AFC, child, you know, championship runs. Yeah. You know, Gino didn't have any of that. Gino has just sucked and has and has been late to meetings and shown out and flipped off fans and like he's done, and he was picked by Itzik. Yep. It's I, I I mean, all right. Let's so I won't be able to watch the game until late. Let's talk about the game now that we're forty five okay. minutes into the show. Um, it's a good time to start. It, it's this this game is easy. I'm I'm scared of this game for a number of reasons. Um, I think they're gonna lose. I think they're the better team. This is not me reverse jinxing anything. I think at the end of it, we're gonna see Fitzpatrick have some Fitzpatrick type moments that are going to cost them the game. And I think at some point he's going to try to do too much against that secondary, and it's going to cost them the game. Um, I also don't think they have an answer, obviously. Revis is likely going to be out. Williams is a game-time decision, which is huge for a Mm -hmm. banged-up secondary. And I don't think they have an answer for Odell Beckham, and they feed Odell Beckham Jr. the ball anyway, regardless if he's doubled or not. And so this is one of those games where, like, Shane Vereen has, like, a 65-yard wheel route for a touchdown. Or Larry Donnell has, like, a 35-yard seam, you know, skinny post for a touchdown. You know, something stupid. I mean, they they match up so well against the banged-up defensive line of the Giants that there's no way they'll win. There's no way. (laughs) This is a game they just don't win. So then you don't even have to watch. No, but I I know that part of me is the irrational Jeff fan, and it's not fair. It It is. is It It is. is. Yes. If we take a look at this game from a football X's and O's standpoint, Bri, the only reason I'm being uh, uh, this way, if you look at it from an X's and O's standpoint, they have more talent. Look, Fitzpatrick played a tremendous game last week. He really mm-hmm. did. He threw the ball really, really well. Two, two of those touchdown passes were great-looking throws, and one of them was a back-shoulder, uh, you know, fade route to Marshall that Marshall called, so they're clearly on the same page. Marshall demanded the ball. They threw the fade. He boxed them out. Touchdown. You know, like, he played a very good game last week. He's capable of doing that. Yeah. And can sure. can can Rodgers Cromarty cover Marshall? No. Do they have a, you know, can Prince Amukamura? Maybe. Do they have an answer for Eric Decker in the slot? No. Their safeties are awful. Devin Smith should be running fly routes every every down. Every passing down, Devin Smith should be running a fly route. Yeah. Because not one of those safeties can help them over the top. Their linebackers are old and slow. Their defensive line doesn't put pressure on the quarterback. The Jets should put up 35 points in this game, and they can't stop the run, (laughs) and you can run on them. There's no good reason that the Jets shouldn't put up 35 points in this game. None. Sorry, there's none. So, and again, from an exorcist standpoint, on the offensive side of the ball, they have Odell Beckham Jr., and that's about it. Bowles is a very good tactician. He's showed to be a very solid defensive guy so far. Casey Rogers has shown to be a pretty good defensive play caller. Come up with a game plan. Make somebody else beat you. Yeah. Again, on paper. Uh, yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. Here's what I want to get your uh, opinion on, though. We're a long-time... Jet fans, we've seen a lot of Jets football, and there is a piece of that that has us as pessimistic. Just is there. You try to ignore it, and you try to look at the X's and O's. But there's an, there's an X variable here that we can't count on, and it's Bowles, right? right? The head coaching matchup, bowls going against Tom Coughlin. What, what do we know about this Todd Bowles Jets team so far? It's not Rex yeah. Ryan's team. It's not, no, no. It's a much different team. But it's a much more inconsistent team, I think. Rex Ryan teams, especially Rex Ryan defenses, were either really good or really bad. And you knew. <laughs> Am I oversimplifying? It? They were totally easy to read. Totally. You know, like in the, you know, up, up, and, and, you can use that giant game as the line of of, of demarcation, if you want to. Right. The Tropic of Cancer. Sure. Sure. That's right. The, uh, the Mendoza line. The, the Tropic that, of they Capricorn. Were, <laughs> they were really bad up after that. They were really good up until that. So you know what you... My whole point is, you know what you were going to get with a Rex Ryan defense. This year, a Todd Bowles defense, you never know what you're going to get. Against a really bad Miami team, the defense looked great, right? 12 yards rushing. That's a franchise record. Okay, so it's good. I think we've established that's good. But against the Raiders, who are not that great a team, the defense looked awful.
1: Like They
0: didn't even show up. Against the Texans, the Houston Texans. Texans are good, though. their, Their offense is not that good. I know it's Tyler Yates and everything. Very good. Tyler Yates. They do he is one of the two or three best receivers in the game. He is. Yeah, but the point is, who are the top 5 receivers in the game right now? And top I five, no, I'll get back mean, to this point. Just give me the top 5 today. Top 5. Um Antonio Brown. Yep. Um Beckham Yep. Hopkins is three, isn't he? Demarius Thomas, I think, is three. I take Hopkins over Demarius Thomas right now. Julio Jones? Four. And revitalized Calvin Johnson is probably five. The re engineered Megatron? (laughs) Correct. But those are, those are your top five receivers. DeAndre yeah, Hopkins is uh, arguably nah, he's in arguably three or four. Yeah, he's in there. I I can't. Oh, yeah, your your point is taken. It was an inconsistent performance against the Raiders, and the Texans. Right. You don't know what you're going to get out of this team. That's right. You know, early in the season when they were when they won the first four out of five, the defense was was tremendous, tremendous, wonderful. And you thought you could set your clock to that. Clock? Some people did. Your watch, Watch. Fine. Your wrist, your clock for your wrist. <laughs> your wrist clock. Your wrist clock. <laughs> set set the Jets' defense to it. Let's stop calling them watches Call and start the calling clock. them wrist clocks. Why did that not catch on? Where did watch come from? It's a little clunky. Probably. Let me check my wrist clock. Maybe let me check the wrist clock or the rock. The wrist lock. The, the, the wrist lock. That, was, the wrist that lock. rock has been taken. It could get filthy, too, if you stumble. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should probably, we should probably move, move back on. onto the Jets' defense. Or, sure, so, sure. No so problem. I think that that's why. Well, judging, that judging by my wrist clock, I think you're absolutely right. What so is <laughs> your answer? We don't know what to expect out of this team. You don't know what to expect. And also, and I he's did, made... I some Mistakes in clock management, and he's had some good clock sure. management moments. Sure, like, you know, like yeah, absolutely, he's been inconsistent there. He's had some really Did good you know he's challenges been with his play calling. Nee! Careful, yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> was, I a, was I a balloon that just <laughs> had a pin stuck in it? He just started flying around the balloon. Nee! Yep. <laughs> um, I don't think he's been inconsistent. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe well maybe he hasn't been inconsistent, but he's called the plays that he's called in some instances were questionable. But every like every Houston offensive co- every Not offensive can have that. The buffalo, game. It. The buffalo but those games. were but if they're executed, both those plays work. Yeah, maybe. And Fitzpatrick is the one who called the audible to the smokescreen audible to Brandon Marshall. Okay. So you And okay. Fitzpatrick Fair. called the screen to Decker. Fair. If if Quincy Inunua is playing in that game, they win. Do you mm. know why? Because he's the why? guy running the route that Cumberland screwed up. Okay. Twice. But it, but I don't think he's been – I think – I was going to say, I think Chan Gailey is, has been really good. Mm. One of the – you'll never – I mean, six years almost we've been doing this show, which is like six Jet seasons and like five offensive coordinators. I think he's been the best one they've had so far. in in the last like five or six years. I think he's been better than Schottenheimer. I think he's been better than. Dude, he's got Ryan Fitzpatrick at twenty and eleven. Yeah, but but Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick is the second best quarterback in Jets history. Oh, right. none of those other offensive coordinators had that luxury. Right, it's very true. So, Paul Hackett go. certainly didn't. Oof, Paul the Hackett. Of... The venom against Paul Hackett. Oh man, unbelievable! You remember that was the thing, though, Cal. It wasn't the venom wasn't at the coaches. No, it was, the jet, it's always the, the coordinators. It was always the offensive coordinators. Yep. Who do Jet fans hate more, Paul Hackett or Geno Smith? Geno Smith. You think? It's close, though. It's really close. I think Paul oh boy Paul Hackett was pretty hated. Like Cotite would be the gold standard, right? <laughs> Cotite is yeah. That's over the last twenty years, yeah. Which is really what we're. I mean, I mean, Jet fans hated Richard Todd too. Yes. They hated Ken O'Brien. They ha- but they didn't they didn't hate Ken O'Brien like they hated Richard Todd. No, 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 no. You they know why Richard. they hated Richard Todd? Well, because he was an Alabama quarterback replacing. Yeah, <laughs> was his quarterback out of Alabama is going to replace it was, Joe David, the, the greatest quarterback that ever walked the face of Jet Earth. It was like a single white female situation where they were trying <laughs> to. <laughs> Richard, we want you to put this mink coat on. Uh, uh, why? Just put, put it on. Put, Fine. put that stiletto down. Yeah. Listen, did guarantee Todd, a win. Did Richard Todd just bring up, is that Steven Weber? Uh-huh. <laughs> Anytime you do Steven Weber, you have to pretend to put your hair behind your ears. And right. and, and do the laugh from Wings. From uh, uh, love Wings. Very underrated. underrated is show. Very oh I was just gonna say that. Very yep. underrated. Oh man. I filmed, I love Tony Shalhoub on that show is all Tony. time. Genius. Genius. Michael Road de Botashore. Remember that one? He's playing it over and over again. Hallelujah. I am Antonio escapati uh, I mean, just so good. It was it was tremendous, tremendous. Oh, but we're gonna we're not gonna have PJ tonight, buddy. No PJ, huh? No PJ. Just texted and uh, he can't make it tonight. The bishop ah, for all of you out there. We'll have to get by with the sports. All right. Well, listen. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. No, no, I have, we're not gonna. No, listen. we have a ton more it. to talk about. So listen, getting Uh-oh. back to this game. Yeah, the, and they hated Paul Hackett. I think is first. Over Cotite? No, Cotite is first. Yeah, Cotites. Yeah, Cotite's industry is the industry yeah. standard. Yeah, and then and then you can argue Hackett. Hackett, man, boy, I hated Paul Hackett. Joe Walton, worst. Joe Walton. Hey, you know, you could, you probably find some precincts of Jet fans that's true are not reporting in that hated Joe Walton more than Kotite. I would, I would, I would, because he cost him a playoff game. I would bet that that's a generational thing, depending on who you ask. Yeah, Uncle Tommy, who does he hate more? Who do you hate more? Walton. Okay. You go- I, I think I think I might I think I might have Hackett over both of them. Yeah, well, everybody hates Hackett. <laughs> he was just so bad. Sperano <laughs> makes a late run too. Sperano was terrible, but that was a terrible team. It was not going to be a good team. Yeah, Hackett, was. But the every- reason you hate Hackett, the reason you hate Joe Walton, is because those were good teams. Right. Right. Schottenheimer. I mean, the, team, the team in '85 was eleven and five and yeah. lost a home game to the patriots. A stupid home game to the patriots where they fumbled a kickoff and just that was of course the Tony yeah. Eason Grogan Patriots that were going on to the Super Bowl to get destroyed, which the right. Jets would have too. But they, they that was a good team, that 11 and 5 Jets team. They were a really good team. O'Brien I think was like 27 and maybe 27 touchdowns, 10 picks that year. Well, that was the 11 and five team, and the next year was the 10 and one team, right, And then they lost five straight. right. So that was the same players, it was a good team. They got hurt in '86, though. right. There was injuries. Like Mel got hurt, Walker went down for a while. Schuler went down for a while. O'Brien got hurt. right I think Freeman McNeil was banged up that year. They got really banged up. Joe Fields might have been hurt that year, right. If you look at that team healthy. That was a really that was a good team. It's a lot of talent on that team. Yeah, well yeah, ten and one. They were they were and cruising a, that year. And they they blew out Green Bay on Monday night, I remember that. And they blew out and then they lost to the Dolphins on that Monday night game. They got destroyed like forty five to three or something like that. Uh huh. And that was when McGuire said they would never they wouldn't win another game the rest of the season. Well, he was he wrong. Said, you know, Write it down. They won't win another game the rest of the season. Well, he was right about the regular season. Well, but he said the, he said the season. Yes, they beat the uh, the Chiefs in the wild card game, and right. then of course they lost in double overtime to the Browns when Joe Walton uh, couldn't figure out how to protect a a ten point lead with four minutes to go in a game. Wow. Good job, and the and the ball, and the ball, had the ball, and could not figure out how to protect a ten point lead with four thirty six to go. I think we discussed though that they would have gotten killed the next week. They would have gotten killed by the Broncos the next week. I think so. The Broncos were too good that oh, year. Oh, absolutely. The Broncos were Yeah, no. There's no way they're beating LA in my and it would have been in mile high. In no mile way. high. No. I mean they yeah, played no they lost to LA in mile high. Yes. In ninety eight. Yes, they did. God, so Damn it. What happened? I'm doing my best, Bob Odenkirk. Damn and it. So so yeah, I, I happen to feel the same way as you. Okay. For the irrational reasons about this week. And I felt this coming at the game on Sunday. When yeah, we saw you, how the giant game was when we saw the you giant said. game was playing out, I was just like, Oh, here we go. It's just one big setup. Yeah. One big setup. That's how it felt. It's hard not to think that way. But you're right. Logically the Jets are a better team. There's a lot for them. You feel like there's a lot I was talking to McWalters today because I saw McWalters. Actually saw him in the city. I got um uh had to get Wesley's Oh, can I tell you this? Sure. So Wesley's Wesley's birthday Sunday. He, I uh, hope he's
1: not listening. No listening? spoiler
0: alert. He is. He's got a glass by the door. I don't, um he never misses his his covers show. over his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um our buddy K Mac got uh, his boy uh, Ryan got him a Syndergaard jersey uh, during uh-huh. the Mets run, you know, just because he wanted to get him one. Yep. During during the uh, during the Mets run in the World Series, and he had gone to he found this store, Cal, on Broadway between 46th and 47th, right there in Times Square, or a little up from Times Square, but right there. Yeah. In the heart of it all, right across the street from the Olive Garden, which is lovely. Um, and that Olive Garden has been there for 25 years. It's um, our buddy Terry Scannell and Brian Jeffries when, they first, when we first moved to New York. They got jobs waiting tables there. That was 1996. At that Olive Garden? At that Olive Garden, yes. Nice. That was the only place we could get jobs waiting tables because that's how bad we were. Um, because we had never done it before. Anyway, um, so he finds this place. He walks past it every day when he goes down to the bus. He takes them to go home, back to Staten Island. So he sees it. He's walking past it. It's a big place, but it's it like looks like a souvenir shop. If you've never been to New York, this is like a big – there's millions of these, especially around Times Square. And they have like New York T-shirts, and I love New York stuff, and like New York stuff, like very New York stuff. But he's walking past, and he sees Mets and Yankees jerseys in the window. And again, big storefront. And like the majestic Mets and Yankees jerseys. And it says, we do numbering. Okay. So he goes in. He says, where do you guys have the jerseys? And they're like upstairs. Big store. He goes, it's three levels. He goes to the upstairs. It's like an oasis. Like all these... Sports jerseys and you know Jets cups and giant stuff and it's like a sports merchandising oasis. And they have the the Mets majestic jerseys, like the real ones, like the kid sizes for forty bucks. Wow, right? So they do the and they do the lettering there professionally. That's sewn on letters, like the professional stuff. Yeah, they, Cal. They have the Major League Baseball, um, like huge tablet, like in the printing corner. They have the tablet, and you actually pick your jersey out with the size and everything, and you pick from all the players, and it shows you what the jersey is going to. All Major League Baseball certified, like all legit. That's really, yeah, that's pretty cool. Amazing. You pick out the you know the jersey. It has all the players. He got Guard, right. And yeah. it shows you exactly what it's gonna look like and everything, and then you print up a ticket and the guy's like, Yeah, about fifteen minutes. Is it just for kids? No, they have they do adult ones as well. Oh, they do? Okay. They do have adult size jerseys, yes. And what store is this? It's just like a souvenir shop in Times Square. And they're real jerseys? Real jerseys, majestic. It's even the it's the button down cool breeze one. Like they the, the the majestic, cool—you know—the cool, you know, cool base. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, the real one, genuine. I'm skeptical, but go on. And they charge, and they charge twenty. Right. So the kids' jersey comes to no. The adult jerseys are more. Yeah, but of course. They're, you know. No, I mean, I looked online. It's only about seventy-five online. Right. I mean, you're only saving like ten, fifteen bucks. But you're right there. Like you can look at it and handle it and out have with the jersey. And you walk out with it. Yeah. You don't have to order it or anything. So Wes's birthday's coming up. He wants a new Met jersey. Right now he's wearing a David Wright that's borrowed from his brother. And it's the, they're the generic David Wright ones. And it's black. Right. Which I hate. And Casey had gotten a, a, two of them for his birthday. One of them's big, so he's wearing that. But it's a three T. like He looks like McGuire in it. Like he's sort of hulking out in it. So I said to him, I said, buddy, I said, um, this was like two weeks ago. I said, if you were going to get a Mets jersey, right? And you weren't going to, and you were going to get a number on the back and you weren't going to get David Wright, because you have a David Wright one. What would you, who would you, who would you get? And he's thinking about it. And I go, uh, I, I, I said, would you get Harvey? He said, no shakes his head. I said, how about um, how about Syndergaard? Thor? Nah, shakes his head. And then I, <clears throat> now I think I got him, and I go, would you get Wilmer Flores? <laughs> and he pauses. And he really thinks about it. And he goes, N- no, no. <laughs> like Ooh. He hesitates. I, and so now I know. Now I know who it is. And so I said, would you get to grom or to grom? And he goes Yes. He likes you and, and then he goes, number forty eight. Well, of course. And of course I at that point I, I raise my arms in the air, like yeah. Popeye, because I've won. Because he knows his number. And the, and it and it and it shows that my son pays attention to those sort of things. Yeah. Just like his, well, just but his old man. That's not really shocking. So I got the Degrom, right? Now he could probably give you ten other guys that wore the number forty-eight. He's like Aaron Harmon, Pete Shurik. My Pete Shurik, I I didn't even know that one. Deep Cut. Um, So what's the? So now I'm getting the jersey made today. I meet Kevin, and Kevin's going to take me to this special store. Right. I meet Kevin. We go into the store. He's getting a jersey. Spoiler alert! uh, If his uh, seven-year-old nephew is listening, Um, he's getting one for his seven-year-old nephew for Christmas. Who wants? Who wants Granderson? Very oddly, just wants. Oh, nice. Loves Curtis Granderson. Good. That's all right. So now we're going to get the letters put on. Now, what am I concerned with? I'm getting an Um, authentic, sewn on, genuine, white. Pinstripe, you know, with the pinstripes, the Mets yeah. jersey. You know exactly. Jacob what you're with Jacob Degrom. Go ahead. The lowercase D. That's correct. Which is Which actually is a, a. It's not no, no, no. a D. It is a D now. They, they, they. It was an upside down P. Well, that's what I got. You got an upside down P. That's right. Okay. They they did create a lowercase D this year because they had Degrom Darno and, and no who was the third guy Dendeker. They Major League Baseball or whoever the majestic created a lowercase D that they well, didn't I have got in there. I got the upside down P. Right, they, that was last year. They did they didn't have one, so they used an upside down P. And he, it had, was it like on his, it. he had it on his All Star jersey. His all-star. I pulled it up. I pulled up the image of his all-star jersey to show the guy what I meant. And his all-star jersey is an upside-down P. No doubt. You sure? Uh, if it wasn't upside-down P, it sure looked like an upside-down P. Hmm, because this year it looks, they, it um... looks, it, it looks amazing. Like it look, Yeah, I'm sure. Looks great, right? It looks. That attention to detail will let him stand out. I feel like. In New Hope as a Mets fan, That's the DeGrom jersey. Probably not in New Hope because I don't live there, but definitely in Newtown, where we live. I feel like I feel like he'd stand out wherever he is, though, because he's five That's years right. old with an authentic Jacob DeGrom jersey. <laughs> and it's accurate down to the font. <laughs> right. He's going to stand insane, out. His insane father, <laughs> <laughs> who loves uniforms and that kind of stuff, decided that yeah. the, the upside-down P was the way to go. He's going to stand out. The, when you when you dial it up on the Major League Baseball tablet interface, it's mm-hmm. a capital P. Or it's a capital D. Right, which is wrong. Which is wrong. So I had to say to the guy, no, I want the upside down P here, please. And then I, I showed him a picture of the All-Star Game jersey. So that's all I could find quickly. Did he understand? Yeah, absolutely. Or did he absolutely. look at you like you were crazy? Did it perfectly. Okay. He told he was okay, no problem. I was like, yeah, please use an upside on P instead of a D here. He goes, okay. I, I, I'm, maybe I wasn't the first person to ask for it. I would think not. It looks amazing, this jersey. Cool. Even, like Ter- it. even Teresa goes, that is really cool. Because it's the genuine sewn on Major League Baseball majestic numbers. Yeah. Yep. It's gorgeous, Cal. Anyway, uh, I had to tell you that. That's so a great So I saw story. Kevin today. Saw Kev today, and we were talking about Kev obviously being the hugest giant fan, and it's like the 800-pound gorilla, as we used to say. Uh, in the 80-pound gorilla? The 80-pound 80, 80 gorilla in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and Kev said, man, that is a small gorilla.
1: So is like he okay? on the Sunday.
0: That we're we're dancing around talking about the Jet Giant game, right? We're talking, you know, how's your wife? How are the kids? How about that, you know, winter solstice? Like we're anything to not talk about the Jets and Giants. Do You get the impression that he's nervous about it too, or no? Well, we got there eventually, okay. and he thinks he thinks the Giants are going to lose, so something's got to give. Something's. Because as he said, if it it makes you feel any better, I have terrible vibes about this game. That doesn't make anybody feel any better. It doesn't make me feel any better. So nobody thinks their team is going to win this week. Correct. That's right. Uh, The Turn on the Jets guys on their podcasts are quite confident the Jets are winning again. Okay. Because they feel like they're just that much better of a team. Talent-wise, they're a better team. Sheldon Raffin and... And they are way more X's and O's than we are, and they also don't have the years of scars either. Correct. They're not. There but yet. I think I think Joe is an old jet soul. Think like in a lot of ways, like like Dobbin yeah. and Dobbin and Connor were pretty confident. Joe's a right. little like, yeah, and this is a game we lose stupidly at the end. You know, like he still managed to like fit yeah. that in. Yeah, yeah. He's an old jet soul. He is. Well, we'll see. I, what's your? Let's just wrap it up with this. What's your favorite matchup for the Jets? Like, who has to really? Is it Marshall in this game? Yeah. Is this like a Marshall game? Is this like where, you know, eleven catches for like one thirty-five and two oh, times, you're like is this on offense? Um. Honestly, I think it's Ivory. Okay. I think the Jets control the, the the ball as much as possible and just let Ivory run all over them. Yeah. I think. I think it's Decker. Yeah, I, he would have been my second.
1: I can they understand just that. Don't,
0: they just don't. If you're going to match up a on him, uh, Rodgers Cromartie and a cannot play in the slot. They're outside guys. Right. And if you're gonna match up one of their slot, you know, one of their slot corners on Decker, he should feast. He should, he should, you know, he should be, and and this should be a Fitzpatrick trying to feed him the ball game. Yes. I I just I see this game. If the Jets are gonna, I don't like the idea of a shootout. No. I see the Jets controlling the play. With ivory, controlling the clock, time of possession, right, and then Wilkerson eating up that offensive line, well, that's what I was going to say on the defensive side, who's your guy, and i i think Mo Wilk as well, that's the guy I'm going to go with because like you, this I, is a game I, that he could wreck, he could really wreck it like that yeah, yeah. I mean, like Eli is in danger this week, I think. I mean, I, they, they don't get to the quarterback that well, unless he is from like Malden or, you know, Maybe. unless unless you're going to get one of the edge guys or Catapano. Catapano. Sounds like a guy we went to high school with. I mean, he really does. Tony. Tony Catapano. He's a good guy. He's all right. Did he Tony Catapano. They were all there, all the guys. Right? Doesn't he <laughs> sound like a neighborhood guy? He's not an NFL player. No, Tony kept. <laughs> he played well last week, though. In in limited, he did time. play well. We thought we thought it was Riley. I thought it was Riley, but Riley's fifty-seven, right? Yeah. Well, he and Malden are two totally different players because, and uh, Connor Rogers did a really good job of pointing this out on on the Turn on the Jets podcast from last night, their last episode, where you have Malden is a, is a you know a speed rusher from the outside. He's got a good swim technique and stuff. He can get by a guy on the edge. And put pressure on the outside, whereas Catapano is just coming right at you and trying to bull rush you. Right. Right. And and maybe that frees up another guy if he's coming right at you and he occupies the left tackle uh, or the right tackle. Maybe you get Shells free or you get Wilkerson free. Um, And Leonard Williams uh, played well last week. He did play well. He got hurt, though, didn't he? He did, but I think he's playing this week. I don't think he's taking him out. Yeah. What's your score? What's your prediction? Uh, this is going to be like, um, this is going to be like 23, 21 Giants. Right. It's going to be something like that. And I have, I have 33, 30. You think it's going to be high scoring? Yeah. 33, 30 Giants. Well, I think, I think both quarterbacks are going to, and I told this to McWalters today, I said, you're going to win this game because Ryan Fitzpatrick is our quarterback. Trust me. He's going right. to have a Fitzpatrick moment. He's going to throw a pick six or something like that. He's going to have a Fitzpatrick moment. He is. Right. But the all-night love affair, Brian Adams once sang about, will continue. It won't stop. Oh, boy. You, I, I know you'll never listen to Boomer and Carton again. Nope, I, I know that. I know that. Yeah, no, never. Actually, let me just just allow me to say that this week, mm-hmm. I, and I and I listen sporadically, as you know, I'll listen for you know uh, half an hour here, thirty five you know thirty five minutes there on my commute and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this week completely exemplified everything you hate about that show. They did, and Carton did so many <laughs> things this week. The first one is this tailgate, right? That he's doing at Giant Stadium. It. Yeah, yeah. Right, the ten thousand person, two pig tailgate or whatever, and at Giant that, Stadium, he's he's a Jet fan, right? All right, that he is. Um, he's the good. center of the Craig team. Carton. Yeah. Craig Carton That's making right. it very clear that Craig Carton tailgate, right? I would say of the. Twenty hours they were on the air, and you take out commercials, so it's probably actually about ten. Yeah. Of the ten hours of airtime that they were on the air this week, right? Seven of them were about the tailgate, the Craig Carton tailgate. Correct. Okay. Brought I to you by usually Craig Carton. it. Off. That's right. All about him. All about the tailgate. All mm. about having a good time. Right. T- all about. What entertainment they're having at the tailgate. All about some guy on Twitter, uh, a giant fan, wants people to throw things at him at the tailgate because he's a Jet fan. Uh, all about all right. you coming down to the tailgate, this guy coming to the tailgate, about the pigs at the tailgate, having a good time. You, I, I, I pop it on at about 625, they're talking about the tailgate. I take my shower, blah, 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 I come off. They sprinkle in a little uh, Fitzpatrick is the best quarterback ever. Not kidding. Not kidding. Okay. That's not an exaggeration. And now they're yeah, both they saying it. Right. Boomer, size um, and former NFL quarterback. Correct. Okay. To the point where uh, Craig Carton spent a good deal of the week saying how he would take Ryan Fitzpatrick over Eli Manning. Hmm. Right. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick he would take over Eli Manning. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. So you sprinkle that in, sprinkle that in. I turn it off. I get the kids ready. You know, now we're into the morning and stuff pop it back on, uh, driving the kids to school, 815. Talking about the tailgate back to the tailgate, the slapping the pig, you know, the thing back to the, we're back to the tailgate, back to the tailgate. Oh um, man. And, and then we're going to talk about how the Mets owe it to their fans to make a move. Not because, the Oh, the Mets. Yeah. Now they moved on to the Mets. That's right. Um, uh, owe it to their fans to make a move. You have all the goodwill it doesn't matter what the – you know, spend money because you owe it to the fans. Not to make the team better. Nothing to do with that. It's you owe it to the fans because you've built up all this goodwill and you're going to mm. piss it away. You owe it to the fans to go get Ben Zobris to the tune of, you know, whatever. Whatever he's right. asked for. $60 million over four years? No problem. For the fans, it has nothing to do with the team. Whatever you right. have to do. To make this team better, you owe it to the fans. Because the fans deserve that. They're entitled to it. They're entitled. Somebody calls up, and this will bring us to our our Windows thing. Somebody calls up and says, you're right. They do owe it to the fans. This is ridiculous. They have to take the payroll to $145 million. That's what they got to do. They're going to waste this window of opportunity. And the guy hit on a great point by accident. Right, he wasn't trying to. Nope. They're going to lose all these pictures because of the money and so oh, you know better yet and then he moved on. Pay these pictures, Pay them now. Why don't you give Harvey 140 million dollars now? You know, right. All Today. Stuff. Right. 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 And he hit on the brilliant point of window of opportunity. Right. That's the reason you go get Ben Zobrist right now, mhm, because David Price, as you this is completely you, Cal, you got me thinking about this a long time ago, and it's sporadically come in, drifted in and out of the transom of my mind. You got me thinking about this this is <laughs> about to I didn't realize I could do that <laughs> certain Eastern philosophies just drifting in and out of the transom of my mind <laughs> um now, now, I'm suddenly I'm David St Hubbins um. <laughs> No, but the the idea of a window, and it was never right. you know more fully on display than with the Jets after they lost to the Steelers. You said it. We watched the game together at my brother's house, and walking out of his house, you said that was their window. They had it because mm-hmm. and, and unless they make significant changes to that team next year, there there this is their window unless they address the things that they need to address, like they needed speed on the defensive line, they needed a pat, right. an edge pass rusher, they needed to keep Cotchery and Bernard along Antonio Holmes, like keep the band together, and they didn't. They didn't do any of it. And that's the point with the Mets. I want to talk about the Islanders in, in here too, but that's the point with the Mets, right? Did I cut out there? All right, I think I am back. Uh, hopefully I am. Um, just call back into Skype. Uh, we had a, uh, a, a whole show drop. Let's see if Kyle can call back in. Um, and we can get reconfigured. We were about to talk about the Mets and the windows of opportunity that they may be looking at and the Jets and the Islanders, all of them with windows of opportunity. That's where we were. Windows of opportunity. Windows of opportunity. Um, and uh, I believe my microphone is calling. For some reason, uh, the show just flat dropped me, like a flat lever. Um, but uh, I, I appear to be back. I think I am back. Um, and it wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be wouldn't be a show without the technical difficulties of Blog Talk Radio. But anyway, um, I think we are back, and, and hopefully uh, Cal will be able to call back in a couple of minutes. But we were talking about the windows of opportunity that exist uh, for these teams. And um, yeah, I'm back. Yep. There you go. Um, and can you hear me? Yep. We're good. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh don't know what happened there, but uh, I'm sure they did a hell of a job. Um, <laughs> exactly. So I was about to get into this idea of windows of opportunity, right? Yeah. And you had talked about this a little bit with Zobris. So tell him, let's just go over again what you and I talked about the other day when David Price signed the 217 million million seven-year deal. Right. What did we talk? What did we talk about? We talked well, about we talk, the fact that the, the Ben Zobrist is the Mets' top target this this offseason. and the fact that Ben Zobrist is going to want four years. It's not going to want the Mets probably want to give him three years and thirty six million dollars or whatever it is. They want to give him a, a low contract, but Ben Zobrist is going to hold out for that fourth year. And the problem is, you have to pay that fourth year. Because you have your window open now. This is the time that you need Ben Zobrist. Because in four years, that window is going to be closed because, and here's the point, as I uh, came all the way around to it, Matt Harvey, (laughs) that's what you were talking about. David Price got $31 million a year this year in 2015. In 2018, when Matt Harvey is a free agent, he's going to get even more money than that, and there's no way the Mets are going to pay him. So their window is going to close then. So it's a very obvious window right now that the Mets have open to win. They just went to the World Series. They've got all this great pitching. They're not that far away. Win now. This is it. If they don't win now, if they don't win in the next two or three years, they're going to have to rebuild because all of the pitchers are going to leave. They're not going to be able to afford them. And that's the exact idea. The the exact idea is that you don't realize – how small the window for opportunity is to win for all of these teams unless you have Tom Brady or unless you have, um, and even, and that's, by the way, that's the only example I can think of. Tom Brady and the Patriots. And And Bill Belichick. That's the only example that really exists to me. That is impervious to windows? Yes. Maybe LeBron and whatever team LeBron is on? Maybe. But he still needs another player. Yeah. The Penguins. Now, still?
1: They they're not going to win a every...
0: championship, though, Cal. They could. They're, they're missing a goalie. Again, the window's well, closing. Missing... How old is Crosby? Right. 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 How the old Harris... is Malkin? Well, that was where I was going to go with the Islanders. Is There's another window. There's another window of opportunity that... It does not appear the general manager is maybe looking at right. Where how many seasons are you going to waste with John Tavares by not putting a competent winger on his line that's going to draw attention? Well, here's the thing with that though. We um, have to be careful because there's only four teams in the NHL that have more points than the Islanders right now. So they'll argue they're not wasting right. They're not wasting him right now. There's I, still, I know, but but. But realistically, can they win a Stanley Cup with the current no. roster?
1: And no, that's what can. I'm talking
0: about. That's what I'm but talking about. But they think about. they can. But they think they can. I don't know how they could possibly think they can. I think I think that they think that they can. I mean, I know how many points they have. They've also played uh, uh, as many games, or if not the most games in the league. I think they're only two right. off the pace for most games in the league. Right, and most of them have been against the West Coast. And they've just taken nine out of ten points. Right. After the the back-to-back losses to Montreal, they've played five games, they've won four of them, and they had a tie in the other one. Or a right. you know, shootout loss in the other one. So, you know, two weeks ago, they weren't. <laughs> you know, but, but my point is more to the idea of winning a championship with Tavares. Not being a yeah. good team, not making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, winning no, no, a I championship
0: kinda... with him. I kind of got off of the point of this, which is um, the Mets. And 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 but the Islanders are right in there. You have a window of opportunity where John Tavares is one of the elite players in the game. How long right. are you not going to? How long are you going to? Uh, how many years do you have where he is that you have relative health, and you're still not putting a, a world class winger on his on his uh, on his line to draw attention away from? Him. You saw the Ranger game last night, Cal. Sure. He had had Dan Girardi draped on him every time he was on the ice. And I don't blame teams for doing it. That's what they do. Capuano never shuffles his line to get him a matchup, ever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Capuano would just as soon, like, get his fourth line out there with a good matchup. You know, he's desperate to get his fourth line out there against your fourth line. He doesn't care about getting his first line out there against your first line or your fourth line because he's got uh, John Tavares. Right. The best is when he puts him. Scott was saying this the other day. He puts him up against the first line all game, and he doesn't change that mismatch. So he plays a whole game playing defense. That's right. Great. Super. Right. Which he's not really good at. He's not very good at it. And Oposo no. is terrible at it. And right. at least Brock, Brock Nelson is the only guy you can be, you know, counted on because he kills penalties he and stuff.
1: At least, yeah.
0: You know, and and Brock Nelson is responsible in his own zone, and then you have Tavares back checking for an entire shift. That's great. Super. So, I really have begun to notice it over the last five games, even though they've won these games. Right. That Tavares is, every time he's in the offensive zone with the puck, there's four guys on him. The only, how many goals does he have at even strength, Cal, in the last five games? Um, I don't know. One, maybe? Maybe one. I feel like all his goals over the last five games are on the power, yeah, power play. play. Yeah. Well he's got a little more room to maneuver and other guys go- like the like the goal yesterday. And the five on three. Somebody had to pay attention to Johnny Boychuk. That's why he had space to move. Right. So there's a window of opportunity with John Tavares. Go get him a world class winger. Now. Don't wait. Well, yeah. What if not now, when? If not now, when? And they're not to get planning, back- but they're not planning on it. No, they're not because it, because again, they don't see things the way we're seeing them, Bri. Yeah, but <laughs> and then in two but then in two years they're gonna be scratching their heads that they didn't win a Stanley Cup with John Tavares, and he's gone. Well, I, I I think the the um the Islander situation gets a little bit complicated with the Hamonick deal because well, certainly. He, but we didn't know about the Hamonick to... deal coming into the season. No, so, you're right. You're right. Now you can say that now, but Prior to the season, well, we, he, he requested a trade in the yeah. offseason. But let's, all, let's look at last year, after they didn't re-sign Vanek. Right. They didn't replace Vanek. No. Right? Vanek, Vanek was supposed to be that guy. So give Garth credit, he did try to do it. Absolutely. And for 25 best, games, he was. And he was. That was the best line in hockey. For, 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 for 20, 25 games, that was the best line in hockey. Yeah, literally. Vanek, uh, Tavares, and Oposo was the best line in hockey. Right. But then they let him go. Yep. Which was the right move. Absolutely. I agree with letting him go. They, they, they made him an offer. They made him a very fair offer. He wound up signing for connection. less.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: That's, fu- that's fine. But then you got to replace him, and they didn't replace him. Same thing with the Mets. Right. Window of opportunity. You're going to lose Daniel Murphy and, and, and Ioana Cespedes. Who are they going to replace him? Replace with them? Them? who? With who? Zobris goes a long way to replacing Murphy. Right. Zobris improves over him. I believe Zobris is better than Murphy. You feel we go back like and forth on this. You feel I like I think he's I think he's better than Murphy, too. I totally agree with you. No, I don't think you do. I think you like I Murphy. I totally better. do. Oh, you're out of your mind. I think this is revisionist history right here what? going on. Yeah, revisionist history 101 right here. Well, I... happening on RTU. The only thing I like better about Murphy than Zobrist is his age. That's it. That's it. That's well, that it. That sounds funny. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. That's fine. It's fair. If I'm looking at Zobrist for four and sixty five and Murphy for three and forty five, give me Murphy. No. No. Why? Why? Be- because because Murphy's five years younger Okay, let's go back. Let's go back to how this all started. How did this all start? How did this all start? Windows. Windows. Your window is open now. It doesn't matter who's older or who's younger. Who's better? Who's better? Zobrist is better. I'll answer you. It's Zobrist. I'll answer myself. (laughs) I'm not even answering you. (laughs) It's Zobrist. He's better. So that's that's the important thing. You bring in the better player right now while your window is open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my whole thing with Zobris is going under the auspice of not getting Murphy back. Always. That's that's where I'm dealing from. If You're I had not a getting... choice between the two Yeah. I would take Zobris. That's your choice right now. For this coming That's the year. the choice. Right. right now, they're trying I, to get Ben Zobrist. Right. But I've been thinking of it in terms of replacing Murphy with Zobrist. Well, you are. This year, you're replacing Murphy with Zobrist. Right, Maybe Murphy's, Murphy's not an option. That's why I don't have them together. It's not, it's not me choosing Zobrist over Murphy. It's choosing Zobrist because Murphy's not an option to me. Right. But if, you, but if you then compare that to last year, you're a better team – with Zobris than you are with Murphy. Now the problem yeah. is you're not going to have Cespedes, so you're going to be weaker, and but they can't the, replace but, it. But on the plus side, you are going to have a full season of Conforto, who will probably be better than what you got out of left field. Um, yeah. I mean, you you had Kadair and John Mayberry Jr. there for a hundred games. Right. So you're gonna so you're gonna improve for you're gonna improve a little bit there. You're not going to improve Cespedes style, but you're going to improve a little bit there. You still have to replace Cespedes. Yeah, I know. But it it's back to that point and you're absolutely right. The window is there. It's a 2-year window at best. At best. At best it's 2 years. Yeah, I agree. It really I agree. is. I agree. Uh you want to you know what? Say 3. Say 3 because let's say they lose Harvey in that in that third year. Still have Cindergaard and Grom and Nats and Wheeler and there's still there's still a contender at that point absolutely absolutely, but right, but your window closes it's like picture it like a house, envision a house with an actual if, window, if you will, do you see it I do all right, so right now that window is wide open, anybody can come in they fly right in, come on in, fly the by window's night. open, right, fly by the seat of your pants, even. Can you sing the Rush uh, song? No, I can't. I can't, do his, <laughs> I can't do his voice. That was an amazing effort. Fly not my even...
1: away from here. Change uh, my you... life wow.
0: again. It's amazing how high you can still get.
1: night good mama, That's
0: nice. That's one of my favorite Rush songs. You know why? I feel why. It's very unrush. It's very non-mathematical. No, but it's his. But his voice is Giddy Lee. But it's early Rush, though. It, it sounds like a little, almost like a. We're not trying to uh, do an equation while we play this song. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got like a little feel to it. Yeah, it's Common Core. It is Common Core. <laughs> he explains. He has to explain why the lyrics are what they are. Can't just tell you those are the lyrics. By the way, can I just can I just spoiler alert something here? Sure. Which which I, it just it just came across my monitor. Um the, the Packers just won the game tonight. Oh the no. football game. Okay. That they had been they were losing the entire game. They were losing seventeen nothing in the first quarter. Right, I saw that. Okay. And even with six seconds left, they were losing twenty three twenty one. Okay. And Aaron Rodgers through a 61-yard touchdown pass with no time left. Shut up. And they won please. that game. Well, oh, tell me it wasn't to Randall Cobb. Please tell me it wasn't to Randall Cobb. It was not to Randall Cobb. <sighs> but it's just amazing that we're talking about windows here. And I don't know what that has to do with the Packers. No, Rodgers, that's that's a perfect example. Rodgers. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. I couldn't. I. You only have so many years where you have this elite quarterback. You have one of the best quarterbacks in football. You. There's no excuse not to surround him with talent. There's no which excuse. They, which which they didn't because they had no depth for all of the receivers that went down the season. Correct. Yep. That, that right. was my point. But I, I think, and I, and I, and I, I really do believe this, Brian. I think these teams get so insular that their plan is is right, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. That they're a, pro- a professional sports team and they know what they're doing, and there's a certain degree of obvious arrogance that has to be there to be a general manager, right? Or to run a professional sports team, that they don't see the forest for the trees. In in terms of, like, that's why I was joking around before when I said, because they don't see it the way we do, but they don't because they're in it, like you're in it. Yeah. And so you become this insular, you know, you operate in this insular fashion where you're like, well, I know what I'm doing. We know what we're doing. And you don't right. see it as you, for the Mets, for example, everything broke correctly for you to get to where you got to this past year. Your young yeah. pitching came on, matured faster than you thought it would. You got a ridiculous outing or ridiculous season out of a closer who you didn't think was your closer. Huge season. Right. The Nats crapped the bed all year, right. underachieved, imploded, manager fired, papal bond. You benefited from the Tigers one day waking up and saying, oh, we're going to trade Cespedes because they weren't going right. to trade him two days before. They woke up and said, "And you benefited from a trade falling through for another guy." <laughs> yes, exactly. So you traded for Carlos Gomez. You traded Zach Wheeler for Carlos Gomez. You traded Wilmer Flores. You traded both and Wilmer those guys. Flores for Carlos Gomez. The trade falls through. You end up trading for Cespedes, who the Tigers weren't going to trade. Right. Who goes on a tear, the likes of which he was in the MVP discussion for 30 games. All these things broke your way. Do you think it's going to happen again? Right? Like you can't operate they, under the guise of, oh, well, we'll just do it again. But they, You have to they, say, they, we, we threw the window open, right? Now we're going to affect change to make sure the window stays open because we realize this is it. Yeah, I think of the they the '06 team, Cal. We thought the window was going to be open forever. But what did the <laughs> what did they do after '06 though? What did they do after '06? Who did they bring in? Who they well, first of all, who did they lose after '06? They lose. Didn't really lose anybody. Well, who did they lose? The bullpen was the problem, and then the starting rotation was the problem. In '06, yeah. They didn't add Santana till '08. No. So that but was a year added... too late. But in '07, they added Moises Alou, who in '07 was really good. Yeah, they added a bat. Their problem wasn't a bat. Their problem was the bullpen and Dwyer Sanchez getting in a taxi at Miami to go get food. You know who was still on the team in '07? Number forty-eight. He was. We want to talk about most hated players? Hmm. He's on the list. He is. He is probably top ten. Right. We're gonna do that at some point in the next few weeks. Guys, who you would never invite to Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, and and, and of course these are professional athletes. They're human beings. We don't. I mean, we don't hate them as people. No, nah, and I and I think it it gets bandied about too often the idea of like hating a the player. Word hate. Hating yeah. We've used it a lot t- tonight, and I and I don't. We hate them as professionals. We right. Don't hate them as people. I don't hate Ryan Fitzpatrick the person. I don't know him. Exactly. We don't know any of these guys, right? <clears throat> there's a couple of them I hate as people. I do hate Justin Turner as a person. Yes, I know. I know you do. <laughs> so there's that. Other than it, that,
1: that I is hate genuine.
0: I hate them. He's a, he's a he double ups he doubles up on the list. He he does. You hate <laughs> the the professional Justin Turner and the personal Justin Turner. I hate the professional one more. I would hope so, since you've never spoken to the man. <laughs> Close. Yes. I don't like how he carries himself. Nope, you don't care for it. Disrespectful. Who would be, who would be one on your list? For the Mets. you have to do it by team. Who's the Met that I hate the most? Yeah. Professionally? Yeah. Um, all time or right now? Oh, kinky. kinky. I know who it is. I know who it is right now. Let's go all time. Um, there were some guys I really hated. I have two kinky. solid answers. You have two guys that you hated? Yes. One of them we've mentioned. It's Aaron Howman. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well documented. Yes. Um, not, not a day as a Met fan that I liked him. None of it. <laughs> not not a day of his Met I, career. I would say... I would say... I, I don't know if I can just pick one. <laughs> Give me a couple. Throw I a couple get, out I, there. Rapid fire. All right, Um, I'm going to give you, um, what was his name? Ah, I just forgot who, uh, Benitez, hated Benitez. That was my one. Right, hated Benitez, hated Greg Jeffries. He's my one. Wow. Yeah, he's my one. So you were like every other guy in the Mets clubhouse. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hated Greg Jeffries.
0: You're essentially everybody who played with Greg Jeffries on the Mets. Right. Hated him. Really? Absolutely. He's app yeah now as as I think about it he's number one and it's because of this theory that it's not a theory but it's a thing that I always resent and it's been that way as long as I've been watching sports really as long as I've been aware of who I am as a person <laughs> I resent I resent things ideas people being forced down my throat. As, the, wow. as this, is, this is what, this is the great, this is great. It's great. Right. Why is it great? Well, because we're telling you. It's great. Greg Jeffries is the next great thing. So here he is. Right. Root for him. I hated him. Wow. I hated him. Mick Reynolds was a close second. Mick Reynolds? But Mick Reynolds was almost too aloof to hate. Hated Mick Reynolds. Because I still remember his wife calling into WFAN. And we were, what, yeah. 14 years old, 15 years yeah. old at the time? Yeah. And thinking like, what the hell? What kind of guy? Your wife is calling in, like, yeah, I bad. Like I, hated, I hated him because he didn't care. He's aloof. He just appeared like he didn't care. Right. That's another. That's another. That's on my list. On my checklist of things. If you right. look like you don't care. If you've been forced down my throat. <laughs> if you if you, are just. Awful! <laughs> Awful. Right. It's really bad, and you look right. like you're, and you're not even making an effort to be remotely. Is John Neese, uh worked his way into your your top of all time? No, he's got a long way to go. I feel like he's he's, a, no, he's the current most hated, though, right? He's cur- oh yeah, no, he's definitely the current most hated. <laughs> Number one with a bullet. By I mean, yeah, there's really nobody even close right now. Yeah, me. it's it's yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty easy because we love this team, right? We really love. I we do can, like this team. Yes, this team is this 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 team is definitely like definitely top five. I'm not going to be. Sad, I, I'm not going to be sad to see Murphy go. You know that. I'm. I yeah. I know you're not going to be sad. I'm very bittersweet about Murphy. I've I'm had weird. enough. I think I've had enough too. Thank but, you for the ten days. We'll write a book about it someday. He sort of holds a little weird place with me, though. I I don't dislike him nearly as much as I used to. Yeah. Now now I'm just sort of okay. Thanks. We're good. I think he was just a fool. We're good. Yeah, he's just like yeah, like a dummy. You know. <laughs> he was good. He was great. Great hitter. He's a very good hitter. He really helped kind of hold things down for the longest time. He was a loyal soldier, you know? But he was like does the dopey kind of... He just seems like it. I have trouble with guys' bad baseball IQs. Yeah. And it's almost like a taking the game for granted. Like, if I was that good of a hitter... Daniel Murphy is an exceptional, like regardless of major league standards or whatever. Just in life, you know, he's an exceptional hitter. Yes, yeah, no denying I mean, he's that. Got, he's got a, a given ability that is amazing. He really does. He has a really nice lefty swing. Mm. If I'm showing Wes, who's going to be a lefty, my son, like, yeah, I would sh- his approach very combat, like, even technically just a really good hitter. You may want to show him Conforto, though, instead of Murphy. Pure net, yeah, well, I'm starting to think that. But pure natural swing, though, Murphy's a, Murphy's just a hitter. He's just a pure hitter. Right. If I was that good at it, I would educate myself on baseball. Like, I would make myself a better baseball player. Right. Yeah, he was, he was you know a what horrible baseball I mean? player. Horrible baseball. It's just, it's just a bad base runner. Just right. like dopey plays in the field. Like, yeah. He didn't play under control. Didn't play under control. No. No. And let's you know that error in the Halloween game it cost us a friggin' game. Yeah. In the World Series. Mhm. Mhm. That's a huge error, Brian. It's a huge I error. I I know. I know. But you can argue that they wouldn't have been in the World Series. They wouldn't have been there without him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the thing.
1: Benitez. Jay Payton,
0: is Jay Payton. I didn't mind Jay Payton. Jay Payton. Bobby Bonilla, obviously. Yeah. Uh, obviously, clearly. Right. Uh Benitez is number one comfortably for me. Really? Oh, I hated him. Oh, I yeah. just he was I highest, never wanted him on the team. I hated Franco and, then, too. and then he c no, I I didn't I didn't mind Franco. Yeah, okay. I hated him. He wanted to be a Met though. He liked being a Met, like I, I did know, like but, that part of it. Yeah, I did too, but it was just then and then he would just go out there and just be awful. Benitez was the kind of guy who would you hated playing with. You hated playing with. Because yeah. like he was gonna blow up at some point, you knew even when he saved fifty in a row, like you knew the blow up was coming in a big spot. Right. And then if he did get tagged, he was gonna hit one of their guys. And then you knew you were going to have to defend him. And then him. I'm going to get t- and then I'm going to get tagged. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right? Cuz everything was like machismo and like all that crap and like And of course, he cost them the 2000 World Series. Well, you, maybe he contributed greatly to it. He cost them any chance of winning that series. Let's put it that way. He did. He blew the he blew And the I game. and I, I'll never forgive him for that. If I saw him on the street tomorrow, I'd spit on him. You tell him that, then he'd destroy me cuz he's like 65 265. Right. Right. He would probably eat you. Right. Then after he broke me over his knee. <laughs> like like Thunder Lips in Rocky 3. <laughs> then I I would say uh my sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hated oh, I hated him. I hated him so much. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Wow, this is a good place to end. Just on heat? Did you feel good? Did you watch the Islander Ranger game? I did. did. How did you feel? Were you into it? Yeah, totally into it. Felt good. Starting to get back? A little bit, I guess. Definitely last night. Most enjoyable hockey game I've seen in a really long time. And that would have been result notwithstanding. Right. Like I thought, I thought that to myself when they made it to overtime. Right. Like this was a really, this was a really good game. I really, again, it, it was a fun game. to Tight watch. Yeah. You know, and then I obviously wanted that extra point because they're chasing the Rangers. Sure. Would not have killed me though if they didn't get it. No, but I, 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 I wanted to get to a shootout because I thought uh, I, I didn't think there was any way we were winning in overtime. Yeah. And I and I thought we had a chance in a shootout. Now,
1: really the fact did.
0: that they the fact they killed a penalty in overtime was, was remarkable know. too. I know. Well, and, they, and, and and you could see it was it was the defense too. It was boy chucking. No, they, yeah, they, yep, they did a great job. job. Yep. yep. Dahan was on the ice for about twenty five minutes. Dahan, right. Dahan played DeHaan. a heck of a game. Dahan I just oh. I see now Cal, I've been watching them a lot. I think he's made a leap. I think you need to watch. I watched last night, and what I saw out of DeHaan is the one thing – now, he played great defense, but the one thing that he's done for years now that I just cannot take is his his weak attempts at trying to clear the puck out of his own zone. He does still struggle with that. Very, very passive. He plays the body a lot better, though, Cal. He's moving guys behind the net. I'm going to give you all of that. He lugs over the blue line as almost as good as Letty now. He's really carrying the puck yeah, really, no, I, really I, well. I give you all of that, but he's just – when it's, when he's in the corner and he needs to clear that puck out, he does that stupid little backhand and he never yeah. gets it out. Yeah. Ever. But I have talked about a, that. they have taught that. That's the team. That's the yeah. coach. I think he's made a bit of a leap. I've watched a lot of – I would say I've watched a lot of the last probably 10 games. Do you like – um do you think that it's made a real good impact on him, a positive impact switching him with Boychuk? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's helped him. Yep. Okay. I think it's I think it's been good for all four guys. I really do. Yeah. I'm Letty really, too. Let, yep. Letty strikes me as a guy it's not going to matter who you put with him. I don't think it I don't think it I don't think it matters um uh, to Letty or uh Boychuk at all like emotionally at all. Right. I think for Letty's game, I think it's been better. Uh, Letty was tremendous yesterday. He was really was good, good last night.
1: Yeah, really. Letty
0: was good. Nobody, you know, nobody really. That was one of the things. Nobody stood out as being bad last night. You no, know, right? I love Kuliman and Grabowski in those games. Yeah, I too. thought they. I thought that line was great. Yeah, still, I love them in those games. Stone was a little weird last night. I thought he was good. I thought he was fine. Okay, I thought he, played, I thought he played two way. I thought he had some really nice possession plays down below the net. Yeah. But he had some really good, you know. That's a weird line, Bri. The more you see it, especially in a game like that where they're where Cooley and um and Grabowski are playing with their hair on fire. Yeah. Those are total hair on fire games for them. Like they're right. they absolutely they they skate like they're possessed. Mhm. And I think Strom is having a hard time almost keeping up. Maybe with the frenetic part of it and Strom it seems like part of his game is he wants possession down low. He wants to get himself, you know, below the dots. Yeah. And those guys are just constantly cycling, just yeah. constantly cycling. Uh, I thought Stone played fine though. He's been very solid since his recall. I tell yeah, you that problem... empty, that empty netter he scored the other night won them the game. Yes. Oh yeah. Against the Avalanche. Yeah. It was it was a, a no look empty net goal. Yeah. That from you know from center ice. That was a tremendous. He didn't get nearly enough credit on that goal. The the Avalanche were completely buzzing. Yeah. And uh, and that goal that goal won that game for them without a doubt. I, I I if he doesn't score that goal, there's no doubt the Avalanche tie that game. No doubt. They might. Mind. They might have. They were. They were coming. Um, I'm starting to get into it. How many lives does Jack Capuano have, Cal? <laughs> He's not going anywhere. Every time. Every time they save his job. Yeah. Every time, they do. They, be, you know, why? Because they really like the guy, and because they got it. They got it made. They got it, man. They don't want to have to switch. They don't want to have else. to go because you know you're going to get a disciplinarian. It's the rule in sports. If you have yeah, a player's coach, he's replaced with a disciplinarian. If you have a disciplinarian, yeah. he's replaced with a player's coach. I don't. I don't think he's. Uh, they missed the playoffs. Do you think he gets fired? Yes. That's so? the only. I think that's the only way he gets fired. How about a first round loss? Nope. No, huh? Garth loves him. I know he does. And what if they score what if they score? What if they have a hundred points again, Cal? Yeah. They're on a pace to be close I to know. that. <laughs> they are somehow. Somehow. They're Amazing. easily on a they're actually easily on a pace for it, believe it or not. It's thirty they have thirty one points through how many. No, they have no, they have, 33 points. Oh. They have thirty three points. And we can we can look this up of course. Thirty two. Thirty two. Thirty two points. That's through twenty twenty seven games. Yeah. So if if only we had a means to look this up. Yeah, no, they're they're like right they're like right on pace. Thirty two points in twenty seven games, you multiply that by three, that's ninety six points. And the Avs beat uh, the Rangers tonight. Hmm. Hmm. okay hmm. <laughs> interesting. that's interesting, not thrilling, but nice, so like yeah, so they, just they are, yes, they're at thirty two points with twenty six games played, all right, so they are on pace for about a hundred points, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it is you know, considering the stretch that they went through in November where they they played lousy for two weeks. Yep, they're fourth in the conference. They're tied for fourth in the conference in points. Padilla, uh, with the Red Wings. That's crazy. Yep. They're all bunched again this year. Uh yeah, uh Canadiens 41, uh, uh Capitals 37, Rangers 37, Islanders 32. Yeah. Detroit 32, Ottawa 31, Pittsburgh 30. Those three teams ahead of them though are really good teams. Yep. One of those well, three is going to come out of the east. And one of those teams realized that they have a window with their uh, with Ovechkin yeah. and a window yeah. with uh, Backstrom and, <laughs> yep. a- and added this year. Yeah, they did. So, well, you know, we'll see. They haven't played the Capitals yet, have they? No. No, they played them in preseason. Right. They haven't played them in the regular season yet, right? Nope. No, nope, if they played him in the preseason, that's when What's-His-Face went after Tom Wilson and right. he skated away. Right. Really, so. really manly. Really manly. Yeah, so we'll see. I uh, Let's wrap it up. Yep. We've, been talk- we've been talking for two hours. I got a good fun load for when PJ's back. Okay. Next week. <laughs> Maybe next week. We'll see. Well, we'll have to do it on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday. We'll see. We'll f- We'll figure it out. Yeah, we will well, figure it out. Um, I, I love the windows discussion though. I could have it all the time because I don't. Uh, I don't think teams see it. I really don't. I think they become so. And 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 right now, it's never more evident than it was with the Mets. I think it's. I think maybe that they maybe they see it. They don't act on it. I think it's clear when they do see it. The way they operate would indicate right. that they know the like, like, said, it, it, like the Capitals. Like the yeah. Capitals see it. The window. If we don't. Improve exponentially this year. Right. We're not going to win a cup as we're currently constituted, and we're wasting Ovechkin. We're wasting right. him. I think the Mets, I think on a micro level, if you want to look at it that way, they saw a window this year. They thought they could win this year, and that's why they went that test. They, they saw the window fly open. They saw it. And so, like, they weren't planning on having that window open this year. And Absolutely. then all of a sudden it is, and they're like, all right, we gotta we gotta take advantage of it. And they did.
1: And, and they full, did but I
0: but I don't think they see the but I don't think they see the the, the bigger window. Correct. Correct. You know? The they as see as the little street. the like the little window. Right. Like the, like side the little window. like the little door at Chuck E. Cheese that the kids walk through. That's right. we we'll like talked about that. <laughs> right. It's like when the, on the old cars you used to have like the uh the side the little car? window. No, like in in your car, you'd have like a little window with like a vent. Yes. That you would manually be able to pull open. Right. Circular. And then you had the roll down. Right. You had the roll down window. They got the little vent window open this year. That was this year. They noticed that it was open, so. Right. But that big window. Yeah. It's not nearly as the, the opening is not nearly as big as they thought. Okay, we've killed that metaphor. Congratulations, good job, everybody. Uh, you have anything to plug, Cal? What are you working on? Nothing. I got a, you know, I got a couple of new things going on. Uh, I'm, I don't want to talk about it yet. You'll have to stay tuned to hear about it. Maybe something after the holidays, though. That I think you'd be excited about. And it was at this point that the show cut out for good and for final. So anyway, for Brian Calvi, you'll just have to tune in next week to see what he's talking about. For Brian Calvi, I'm Steve San Pietro. Thanks. This is Ready One Unload, number two fifty three. Go check out Gotham Sports network that's gothamsn.com check out their content and we'll see you next week thanks okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino